Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And I do want to welcome you to Calvary Live today. I'm your host for the next hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. So blessed to be with you in the next hour as we take questions. Uh, You, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible, uh, about Christian living, maybe some of the current events you see around the you know around us and taking place that maybe you have questions how do we respond what's our world view as christians so i'm here ready to take your calls and also your prayer requests because i know that some of you that are listening you need prayer you want prayer and we want to be able to provide for that as we all join in together and go to the throne of grace in time of need uh, his mercy and grace is so incredible and he desires for us to go to him. Jesus said, ask, please ask that your joy may be full. So uh, send in your prayer request by text line 720-336-0897 or call and be on the program. That's what Calvary Live is all about, is for you, the listener, to be able to call in. As you just heard the number, 303-690-3000, and that works for you listening on Grace FM. Uh, You're listening live all along the Front Range from southern Colorado up through the metro area into southern Wyoming and a powerful signal up here in northeast Colorado, uh, 303-690-3000. Welcome to today's program. And then also want to welcome you who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM on the East Coast. You too can call at that number, 303-690-3000, and be a part of the show. Uh, You are a week delayed, uh, but someone will answer. You can ask your question or give your prayer request, and then a week later you can listen um, to um, the response or listen to the program. There is, as I've already mentioned, a means for you to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. That is a dedicated text line. And as time permits, we will go to those questions and prayer requests, 720-336-0897. So I hope you're having a great day. I'm so thankful that I can be a part of your day. And I pray and hope that uh, this show is a blessing to you. Maybe perhaps uh, you're driving in your car and you're listening. Those of you in Colorado and Wyoming, maybe you're out uh, doing some harvesting. It's harvest time here in northern Colorado. Uh, Perhaps you're uh, watching the kids at soccer practice or football practice, maybe making a snack for the kids. Hey, give me a call. We have open lines, 303-690-3000. Let's go to the Lord. Uh, I think of those verses uh, that are given to us in Matthew chapter 11 where Jesus says, Come to me, all of you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And you will find uh, rest for your souls. I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and my yoke is easy, my burden is light. So let's go to the Lord together as we uh, you ask questions to the Word of God to receive truth. 
and to uh, be able to um, just be blessed in that way. Also, um, I want to just let you know on the East Coast, because some of our listening area is in that area that has been affected by Hurricane Florence that came on shore late last week and uh, has dumped a lot of heavy rain in North Carolina and uh, has made its way inward, um, South Carolina, uh, also up into the areas of Pennsylvania, lots of flooding. So we are praying for you. And I want to start the show by uh, praying for those affected by the flooding. Um, It was five years ago this month that we had some flooding here in northern Colorado from Boulder, uh, up in Lyons, uh, received a lot of damage. Uh, It was, um, you know, Longmont, Greeley area. The fields were flooded in its harvest time. Uh, It was devastating to a lot of people. And so uh, we want to um, make sure that we are praying for you. We are thinking of you. Um, those of you who have been displaced, your homes and businesses have been flooded. So, Father, we do remember our brothers and sisters and everyone on the East Coast that have been affected by uh, Florence. And, Lord, we pray that the rain would stop, that the storm would head out quickly uh, offshore, and that the waters would recede, and that the recovery, uh, Lord, would happen, that there would be help, aid, that uh, there would be uh, those that are there to provide that. I pray that the Christians would be a light, so we remember those. Um, There have been those who have lost lives. We pray for their families, those who have experienced loss, those who have been displaced, uh, businesses and homes flooded. We pray that you would just restore and renew, bring comfort and hope and, Lord, provision for them in every way. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. I want to read to you from Isaiah 41. Uh, as I think of these verses, those of you who perhaps are going through um, the floodwaters uh, that are listening um, on the East Coast, or perhaps even any of you that are listening, uh, going through just difficulties or going through hard times, that in Isaiah chapter 41, the Lord says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not uh, dismay. For I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And he says that in verse 10. And then in verse 13 of Isaiah 41, For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, I will help you. So the Lord is our help. And uh, I pray that I can encourage you in that. And uh, if you need any prayer, to remind you of the goodness of the Lord, that he's our help, that he holds us with his right hand. And he's going to see us through, and his promises are true for us. So 303-690-3000, we have a couple open lines. Let's go to Denise in Broomfield. Hi there. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. So I just want to first start off. This is not about bashing. or just I just need some confirmation on how to handle our political um, things that are going taking place in our world today. I have a sister-in-law who's a very Christian as well as me, and um, she is always praising our now president and saying that I am ungodly because I don't believe in him. And I try to tell her I can't believe in a person that has committed adultery, that has lied, that has... And I have a hard time because I, I love my country and I love, you know, everything that goes with it, and especially because we could praise our God, but I have a hard time when she's a Christian 
and she stands for such unrighteousness in my eyes. And I don't know how to overcome that because it's putting well, a division, yeah. a division in my sister-in-law's and my right. life and, that have been so strong before this presidency. Yeah, and so and I th- the division is so strong that I don't know how to handle it. Right. You know, Denise, I think that's um, a question that a lot of people have, especially as we're at the midterms of the elections and and Christians are deciding who to vote for. Um, Here's the thing to keep in mind as we have debates, as we have discussions, even with family and friends, there's there's two topics that will uh, really get heated very quickly uh, amongst friends and amongst family. One is politics. And the other one is the subject of God. But being Christians, here's the thing that we need to remember as Christians, is that the Lord is the one in control. We can look at the political situation, the leadership. Number one, we are told as Christians that we are to pray for leaders, whether you support them or not. And I understand where you're coming from. We want leaders of godly character and um, of integrity and of that practice righteousness, but we are told to pray for leaders, and Peter writes about doing that, and also Paul at the time that Caesar Nero was the emperor of Rome. So that can be very difficult, but we are to pray for leaders. Second of all, there is a battle that is going on for the soul of our nation, and here's Denise where you and your sister need to keep in mind. It is not going to be one in Washington. It's not going to be one through politics. The Lord right. is in control, and that's what we need to remember. And that brings comfort to me, knowing that that he's the one, even as Romans chapter 13 declares, that he's the one that sets those in authority um, and for his purposes. And everything that is going on is going to come to the culmination where the Lord's going to establish his kingdom that will last forever, and then righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea. So here's our perspective, that, yeah, we are to vote, we love our nation, we are to pray for our nation, but to keep in mind that um, there's an eternal kingdom that is coming, and and that we as Christians have the gospel. We're a royal priesthood, we're a holy nation, and I rest in that because I know that God's in control, that he's on the throne. And, and yes, I get upset when I hear things and see things. I can debate. I, I have opinions about different issues. But what I love about being a Christian is I can go back to the Word of God, and mm-hmm. I can understand this, that I keep my eyes on Him, not on the things of this world, as Paul would write in Colossians. And I remember that He is the one that is faithful. He's in control. And I can I can just rest in that, that, Lord— and, and we do. We pray for our nation. Denise, I believe that the hope for our nation is a revival. That's the hope yeah. for our nation and mm-hmm. for the Spirit of God to be poured out on this nation. And that means I'm going to focus my time on giving the gospel, on yes. giving truth, and praying for this nation. And um, and so that keeps me in the perspective. I don't always get upset when I see these things taking place or you know, this is happening with this person, because what happens is, is you can listen to talk radio all day long. You can listen to the cable news networks 24-7, and you can get so angry, and you can get so bitter and all this stuff and worried 
I want to be able, yes, to be informed, but to know that God is in control. He sits on the throne and that he is Lord. And uh, so I have opportunity in the day in which we're in just to continue to be a light and truth and give the love of Jesus Christ to others. Mm. You guys yes, focus amen. on that. Keep keep that the priority, okay? Yes. Thank you so much. That That was a burden that almost just felt lifted. And I, too, stay on the perimeter. I don't watch the news. I don't try to put anything. I only pray. I don't want to know because I have no control, only through prayer. So I appreciate it. It was a burden that was lifted for me. And Good. I agree. Yeah. Denise, can I pray for you? Of course. Father, I pray for Denise and yes, Denise's Lord. sister, where division can come yes. in and we get upset. We talk about these topics. and yes. But, Lord, to know that you're in control that, that you are the one that, um, even as I read, we're going through Isaiah, I'm reminded how you allow certain things to happen, but it's all going to culminate into Jesus Christ is going to come back and establish his kingdom. And we do pray for our nation. There is a battle for the soul of this nation, and it's not going to be won through politics. It's not going to be won through um, you know those kinds of things. They can be important, I understand, but it's going to be won through us praying and and the and the Holy Spirit being poured out on this nation and the gospel spreading and people lives being born again by the Spirit of God coming to Jesus Christ. Help us to be that. Help us to bring truth to others in the gospel and light. And Lord, to trust in you that as you sit on the throne, that Lord, we know that um, that you are going to be glorified one day, yes. and the nations. You are going to rule over with a rod of iron, even as Psalm 2 declares. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Hey, you bet, Denise. Bye-bye. Keep your eyes on, you bet. Keep your eyes on Jesus, Denise. Keep your eyes on Jesus. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to Diane. She is from Nevada. She is driving. So, Diane... <laughs> Hi, I'm actually, I actually live in Aurora, but I'm a truck driver and I'm driving through Nevada. Oh. Right now, I, I, um, I'm on the road Monday through Thursday, and I want to say I attended um, your service last Sunday for the first time in Aurora. Uh-huh. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was, I've been going to a different church, but I, I listened to Grace FM on my travels because right. I'm on the road Monday through Thursday, and I'm home Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> so, yeah. Great, yes. Diane. So, you, you, Diane, yeah. I want yes. thank you for you know all the truck drivers that are out there. Sometimes they call in and just yes. you know tr- transporting our goods. I'm glad you're blessed that Calvary Aurora is a wonderful, wonderful church, and Pastor Ed is a good friend yes. of mine, and he's a blessing to me and to us here in Greeley. So, um, is there a prayer request that that you have? I do. I am. I, uh-huh. I have a, a, a prayer request. Yes. Um, I'm in a little dilemma right now. I, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm on the road, but I, my husband, he, um, he backslid and not only when he backslid, he, he relapsed. So, um, since 2016, he's been, um, using drugs again and drinking. And, um, he does very well when I'm home, which is three days. And then when I'm not home, he just goes back onto his, you know, and I don't know how, I don't know what to do. Like, I've been praying, and, and I've got to give me direction in my marriage. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of, like, yeah. lost right now. Like, what's you my know, part yeah. of the 
you know, Diane, we, we can get that. And, um, you know, uh-huh. the prayer requests and it's very difficult. I'm sorry for what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of times I, I hear from a spouse that, that, you know, that maybe their, their, um, husband, their wife is going through an addiction yeah. or something. And I don't know what to do. You continue yeah. to do what you are doing. And that is to pray. You're in that place yeah. of waiting and praying and keep yeah. praying and make sure you're in fellowship with other yeah. believers that you can be encouraged and uplifted and to encourage your husband to try to get some help um, yeah. and to, you know, some counsel. That's yeah. the place that you're at. And I know it's a difficult, difficult place, but yeah. you're in a place of waiting on the Lord. You're in a place uh-huh. of depending on the Lord and in a place of prayer. Yeah. So that's that's what we're going to do right now. And I appreciate okay. you calling because God, prayer is powerful. And I just yeah. want to encourage you and all others that are going through something very similar because I know that there are listeners out there that are going through a similar thing. Keep praying. Keep praying constantly, yeah. but also be in that place. Diane, yeah. you need to be in that place where you're being encouraged and you have yeah. fellowship with other believers that they're praying yeah. for you and encouraging you. So, Father, I pray yeah. for Diane. As she's driving right now, uh, I pray you keep her safe. That, Lord, I pray you touch her husband who has addictions with with drugs and and alcohol and whatever case may be that you would free him that you would um, take those urges away that he would get some help that he would turn to you and call out to you work a miracle lord because it it is devastating our nation the drug epidemic the alcoholism lord i pray that you would do a miracle in the in this marriage that diane would look to you for strength to be in that place of knowing that as she continues to pray, there is always hope in Jesus. There's always yeah. hope in Jesus. So show yourself mightily in this marriage and to her husband and that Diane would get the support that she needs from brothers yeah, and sisters. So Lord, just minister your comfort to her and, and help her and her husband. I pray that you would free him from these addictions in Jesus name. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so You're much. Welcome. I, and I and again I'm I'm really excited about um, being part now of uh, the Calvary um, family and I'm gonna start continue to go and Good. grow with the ministry there you know, Laura. I, I everybody's so nice there. I mean I've only been there yeah. one time but <laughs> Yeah. Diane Diane, I'll tell yes. you this. Yeah. Because, you know, I pastor here in Greeley to Calvary Chapel, but I know yes. Calvary Aurora, I know Pastor Ed. And as you go there, you're going to be yeah. served. You're going to be ministered to. You're going to be loved. That is a wonderful, wonderful fellowship. And um, and we're closely connected to them. Uh, and I love Calvary Aurora. I love the people there, the staff there, the pastors. So Thank you let you. them know, you know, that you need yeah. prayer and be in fellowship, yeah. and they will be there to reach out to you. I guarantee it. Okay, thank you so much, um, Jeff. Thank you. I, I you appreciate bet, Diane. you so much. And you I, bet. I, 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 I like to support this ministry. Thank you so much. Abs- absolutely. Uh-huh. You be careful okay. driving, okay? All right. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the number to call, or you can text in a question or a prayer request, and that's at 720-336-0897. Let's go to Kimberly in Inglewood. Kimberly, Hello. Hi. how are you today? 
Good. How are you? Good. Can we pray for you? Yeah, it's my son was just diagnosed with what's called hypophosphatemic rickets. So he has really bow legs, and it it affects his um, bone growth. And the doctor said it isn't like a vitamin D deficient. It's like a genetic defect where Mm -hmm. his body isn't absorbing um, phosphorus. So I've just been putting on myself to become a doctor, basically, and try to figure everything out. And I just... I just don't know how to help them. Yeah, I know. I know, Kimberly. And uh, the love a mom has for her son, to see your son, you know, just going through these afflictions physically, I want you to know that the Lord's with you. He loves you guys, okay? And he says in his word, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. And he cares for you and he cares for your son. So, Father, I pray for Kimberly's son. You know who he is. And, Lord, she hurts for him. She wants to help him. She's trying to figure all of this out. So, Lord, I pray that you bring healing to him. There's nothing too difficult for you to to bring healing and to work. And, Lord, I pray that you bring comfort to him, that you would strengthen him. And through this, that, Lord, that you would um, just give peace to Kimberly, give her strength as she desires to take care of her son. Give her wisdom. I pray with uh, for those who are treating, the doctors and others. And, Lord, I pray that your goodness and, Lord, that, that your strength would be seen through all this, through this affliction. And, Lord, that Kimberly would know that you love her and that you are with them. You promise you'll never leave them or forsake them. And that even as Isaiah, as we read, that you will strengthen them and help them, and even as the Lord says, uphold them with your righteous right hand. So I just place them in your hand, Lord, for you to do a mighty work and show yourself strong. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Hang on to the Lord. He's there, and you keep looking to him, okay? Okay, thank you so much. Thank you for calling. We'll be praying, Kimberly. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, I believe we have some open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on Calvary Live. I am Pastor Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado, which is northern Colorado, up in Weld County. Always such a blessing to be with you. So grab one of those open lines if you need prayer, you got a question. Love to be able to uh, take you to the Word of God, to be able to encourage you, to be able to give you truth. And uh, even as Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And even as we just did with Kimberly and and with Diane that called in needing prayer, we want to do the same thing with you if you need prayer. So welcome all of you listening on Grace FM, listening live today, and those of you listening on our syndicated stations, uh, Truth FM and, and Hope FM on the East Coast, we are praying for you. And um, so... Uh, give me a call. Let's go to Peggy in Denver. Peggy? Hi. Peggy, you're on Calvary Live. Hi. Um, I just would like to request some prayer. Okay. I've been through some aneurysm burst, and um, so by the grace of God, I'm here. 
and everything they said I would not do, I'm doing. I'm a little bit slow on my reading, but I'm I'm still doing everything they said I would never do again. I have a pacemaker that's controlling my seizures. Anyway, um, but I have a spouse that likes to beat me in the head, and so it's, it's gotten to the point where now my life is in danger, and my mom feels she's in danger, so... We turned him into the police, and he broke the restraining order three times. They now have him down as a habitual offender, and he's not believing in the Lord right now. And so I uh-huh. just would like to request prayer for God to reach him in jail. Okay. And, Peggy, you did the right thing by by calling the governing authorities. No one should be uh, physically abused, and we have those governing authorities that are there. But I'm going to pray for your safety and and that you're in that place of safety. And Lord, I pray for Peggy. And it's so difficult to, to go through abuse. And Lord, I pray that um, that that even though she wants prayer for him, and I commend Peggy for that, that you would minister to him to where he would repent from this, that he would know that what he's doing is wrong. It is sinful. And, Lord, I pray that um, that you would be with Peggy and keep her safe, put a hedge of protection around her and her family, whoever else, that he would not be a threat to them any longer. And, Lord, I pray that you would work in, in this. And, Lord, that Peggy would look to you and read your word and look to you to, to trust in you. And, Lord, um, I just pray that she would surround herself with those people that will help her and to be able to encourage her. So, Lord, I pray for her safety. I pray that um, that um, you would just, that her husband would uh, would just keep the restraining order to where he stay away, and, and Lord, um, just prevent any harm from coming to her, her family, Lord, and, and Lord, that he would come to a place of truly repenting from this. Um, Lord, you have a special place in your heart um, for those who are abused and those who are weak and those who are orphaned. So, Lord, you have a special place for Peggy, and I just pray that you would uh, work in a mighty way in Jesus' name. Amen. Peggy, I'm going to be praying for you, okay? Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Let's go to Bernadine in Denver. Hello? Bernadine? Yeah. You're on Calvary Live. Hi, Bernadine. Can we pray for you? Yes. I want to pray for my grandson. Okay. Um, I've had, uh, let me start like this. I, I, we've had eight guests in our family for within a year. And uh, within the past five months, I lost my brother and my sister. And now... Um, they diagnosed my grandson with epilepsy. Are you there? Okay. Yes, I am. I am listening oh, to you. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought and I lost I'm you. No. Um, no, you di- didn't. My, my, yeah, okay. My, both, my grandson got in a car accident about a year and a half ago. And okay. one's 19 and one just turned 16. The 16-year-old, like, shakes really bad. And um, okay. the doctors are trying to find out what's going on with him. They don't understand he doesn't have okay. a very good appetite. He's lost a lot of weight. And when my other grandson is 
He's had three episodes of really bad epilepsy that he never had before, and he's only 19. He'll be 20 okay. now in October. And, okay. um, you know, Pastor, we, we just can't take mm-hmm. anymore. And I know the, uh, word God, gone... the Word of God says, you know, God won't give you more than what you can handle. My parents right. are up in age, and they're 80, and I'm, hey. I'm up in age. Hey, Bernadine. But, yes. Bernadine, um, I, we're going to get ready. You're going to hear the music in just a little bit. And we're going to go to a break, but I want you to stay on the line, okay? okay. Because I want to give you a scripture. You've gone through a lot of loss. So I want to encourage you, and then I want to pray for you. So just okay. stay tuned, stay there, and we'll come Thank back you. to you in about 90 seconds, okay? All right. You're, yep. you're listening to Calvary Live. Stay tuned. We'll be right back on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. I'm Pastor Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I usually am here on Tuesdays for the Tuesday edition of the program, so blessed to be with you. We have some open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000, and we can uh, take your questions and prayer requests. And then there's a text line, 720-336-0897. But I do want to get back um, to Bernadine, who is on the line right before the break. You still with us, Bernadine? I am. You've gone through so much loss, and, and if you're just tuning in, she has gone through a loss of her family, wanting prayer for her grandson who has epilepsy. Um, she's gone through such heaviness. But I, I want to give you a verse from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, that Paul writes, Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort which we ourselves are comforted by God. And he goes on and he says that that he's writing this when he said that we were pressed beyond measure. We were despaired even of life. And the loss that you describe, I, I was listening intently to you because you have gone through a lot of loss. Loss of a brother and a sister and then this car accident um, with family members. I want you to know that the Lord sees you. We don't understand everything that happens, but I do know this, that the Lord is the Lord of comfort to comfort us in all of our tribulations, even when we are pressed beyond measure. And you are pressed beyond measure right now. And the Lord hears you and he sees you, and we're just going to lift you up and your family uh, to the Lord here today. And I'm so sorry for the loss that you've gone through and the grief that you feel, and the overwhelming, just um, you know, sorrow that you have um, right now. I just and, you, go ahead. Excuse me. I, I just feel bad for my grandkids. I feel bad yeah. for my grandson because he's just starting off in life, and Pastor, he don't have a desire to live anymore. You don't want to live. He's been withdrawn. He's gotten depressed. He closes himself up downstairs in the basement, and he has some anger issues that we're trying to yeah. deal with because of the medication not working that they're giving him uh, for yeah. the 
now they put him on some kind of depression pills or something, yeah. Prozac yeah. or something like that, and, and uh, medication for the the epilepsy. We didn't even know he had, and we don't even know where it came. It just came from out of the blue, you know. And and yeah. they're just my little my other little grandson just says, "Will you pray for me, Grandma, every day?" He goes, "Cause I don't think this will ever go away." And yeah. he just has no desire to live with and I don't know what to do with him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, we're go- we're gonna pray. That's what we're gonna do. Okay, and Father, I, I do pray for Bernadine, her grandson, who has gone through such difficulty, who's in a, a depth of not only physical affliction but Lord emotional. Um, right now, just in despair. And Lord, I just pray that you would bring light to him right now, even if he's in his room, even as he's downstairs even as he feels hopeless that somehow that he would understand there's hope in jesus christ that you bring light to him that he as he feels pressed beyond measure and also bernadine for her family she's gone through a lot of loss that um she's feeling the hurt of even as we've discussed of a mother a grandmother for their children and lord their grandchildren lord touch his body Touch his mind and his heart. Bring healing and restoration and comfort and strength and light. And, Lord, that you would give Bernadine just wisdom to be able to minister to him, words of comfort, words of hope. And even as we know that familiar verse in Jeremiah, that you say to your people, I know my thoughts towards you. They are thoughts of peace and not of evil. They give you a future and a hope. And as you seek me with all of your heart, you shall find me. So I pray that that would be done somehow, that they would look to you and, Lord, find strength in everything that they need right now, coming from you, healing, comfort, help. Even as we read from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10, you promised that you would be our help. So help them and help Bernadine bring healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm going to. You bet. We're going to be praying, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. I'll pray for you also. You bet. God bless you. 303 690 3000. We have some open lines. When somebody hangs up, there's an open line, so grab one of those open lines. And um, and then the text number is 720 336 0897. But let's go to Nicole in Denver. Nicole, you still with us? Yes, I am, Pastor. Thank you for waiting. You're on Calvary Live. Thank you. Um, I just, uh, I was listening to the radio, and I just had a thought, and I don't know how, what your thoughts are on this. For the woman who has a husband who is battling addiction, I myself have been in recovery for two and a half years um, Mm -hmm. of sobriety, and so... um, one of the things that helped me and inspired me, in addition to prayer, was uh, my father going to Al-Anon. And I don't know if that's something that you guys support, but I did want to um, mention that to her. It, that it, it was very helpful for him to know how to handle and to be around someone who was addicted with those who aren't um, battling that um, addiction, such as my right. dad or her. Um, it was very helpful for her, him to have language and understanding about what mm-hmm. that person might be chemically going through 
in terms of the disease right. itself. So I just right. I just wanted to offer that okay. as I'm not familiar with the program. I I know that here, you know, and in some of the other Calvaries, we have Most Excellent Way, which is for addiction and, you know, um, also those who come. Um, But, you know, it is something that we we need help. And and then the spouses need need encouragement and help as well. Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely true. I'm going to be praying for her. Um, My question was regarding... um, when you're, I've had a recent experience where I might, my, tr- my tr- and trust in a relationship with, with my significant other, and we're not married, um, was broken. Um, you know, before, because we are just dating, um, you know, and I know, understand when marriage is in place, you have, you have this um, commitment and covenant to continue to stay together and, and to seek the Lord and, and through those trials, but in a relationship where you're not married um, and the trust is broken, I guess I'm having a hard time understanding on whether I stay and and how do I work through that trust, uh, that broken trust through with God and with Him, um, or is it something that you know is it like kind of like a red flag and you have to just be more mindful of those situations and and not continue the path of in pursuit of, of marriage? I guess I'm. You know, I want to, I forgive him for what he's done, but I guess it's building that trust back. Right, right. And, you know, here's the thing, Nicole. I'm not going to counsel you as a married couple. With the married couple, you have that covenant. You're married. God's will is for you to stay in that marriage covenant. Um, And then that trust has to be built. But with the dating um, situation that you're in, you're not married. So I think, you know, listening to you that you got a good perspective, you've forgiven him, but that Uh trust has to be there. That trust Uh has to be built in. And so, um, you got time, you know, to, to see Uh whether he's going to, um, you know, continue and, um, his actions or, um, build that trust back in, um, Uh to where, you know, you can trust him, you know, there's some advice I give to the young ladies here. And in Acts chapter 20, Paul said to the Ephesian elders, you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. Now you might be thinking, um, Nicole, what in the world does that have to do with me? Mm. I tell young ladies when they're dating, take all seasons. Take Mm. all seasons to see what manner of man that he is. Because yeah. when things are good and you just start out and you're lovey-dovey and you're holding hands, you know, what's going to happen when the stress comes, what happens when difficulty comes, you need to take that time to see his character, to see if he's going to step up and mm. he's going to be the godly man that God has called him to be. So yeah. take all seasons. Take your time and be in prayer. And it may be that the Lord's going to lead you to that uh, you know, d- decision or um, to to where you're going to pursue marriage, or it may be that um, that you're going to see red flags are there, but he's going to give you a peace that rules in your heart. And so take all seasons, take your time, and um, if he truly loves you, he's going to wait and he's going to step up to the plate and he's mm-hmm. going to man up and he's going mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, he's going to correct what he did wrong and then 
you need to determine, is this the man that's going to lead me spiritually? Is this the man who I can trust? That trust has to be there. It has to be there in that respect. And, you know, it's interesting because the Bible, when it talks about husbands and wives, it, it it tells the husband to love their wives as Christ loves the church. It it tells right. the wife to respect her husband. And yeah. I think it's given that the wife loves the husband, but is this somebody that, that I can trust, that I can depend on, who's going to lead me, and who I'm going to respect? And so take your time, take the seasons right. to do that, and that's my advice to you. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. That's powerful. You know, Nicole, uh, the, the mat- it's not a matter of, um, you know, is, you know, a lot of a lot of people, they start dating, they think, you, you know, there is a difference between Mr. Right and Mr. Right Now, okay? Mm, mm. And wait on the Lord to bring you somebody, to bring you that right person and trust in him because he wants the very best. But, you know, it's not, we're not just for you, Nicole. You know, I have two daughters, and, yeah. you know, I pray for them constantly. And you know what I pray for them, Nicole? I pray yeah. for their Boaz. I pray for their Boaz to come. You know, Boaz in the story of Ruth. You look at the characteristics of Boaz. Just go through that book and write down the characteristics. He was a man that was respected in the community. He was a man that was a godly man. He was a man that provided. He was a man that covered her, protected her. You know, he's the one, a man that, um, that, you know, um, was complimented her. You go through all those characteristics, and that's what I pray, is for a man of maturity, a man of godliness, for my daughters, for their Boaz to come, and that's what I'm going to pray for you. And uh, mm-hmm. whether this guy is that or not, time is going to tell. Ooh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, uh, I, no, it's, it's, it's encouraging. It's, it is. It's just more so my patience. I want to, yeah, I guess I'll, I, will, I will wait for that time. In God's I, time. You know, Woo. yeah, and you know what manner of man I was in all seasons. So in all seasons, take the time to see what manner of man that he is. All righty? That's really good. Thank you so much, Pastor. Can I pray for you? Yes, please. Thank you. I pray for Nicole, Lord. I just pray as she's dating this individual, and Lord, trust has been broken, that um, she's forgiven, but Lord, that you would give her a peace that rules in her heart about him, that you would be a voice behind her saying, this is the way. As she goes to you, as she waits on you, you're going to speak to her. And Lord, that she would take the seasons to see what manner of man that she is, and Lord, I do pray for him that he would step up, be the man of God that you called him to be, to lead to one that's trustworthy, that will provide, one that um, will be a blessing, that she can have confidence that this is the man of God that you brought to me, Lord. So I pray, if not, that you'd speak to Nicole, and Lord, that you would just work in her life, and Lord, that she would just have the assurance that you want the very best for her in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. God bless. You're welcome. You're welcome so much, Nicole. God bless you. I'll be praying for you. Thanks. Uh huh. 
Okay, I believe we have open lines is what I'm seeing, 303-690-3000. Hey, I want to go to a text question because this one kind of caught my attention um, that came in that said, I'm a new Christian, I was told by a friend that studying the Old Testament is not important since we're not under the law. Is it important to study the Old Testament? And sometimes I get asked that, particularly with new Christians, uh, because maybe they went to a church where they were taught that the Old Testament uh, it really isn't relevant or it is not important to study, um, that we should just study the, the New Testament, um, or Christians are told that um, the, the Old uh, Testament is something that's too hard or difficult to understand. And I just want to say that, Paul, keep this verse in mind, when anybody comes along and says we shouldn't study certain portions of Scripture, uh, we shouldn't study you know, the Old Testament, whatever the case may be, I know that we're not under the law, but Paul writes something. He says, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so all Scripture is given by inspiration. So it's God-breathed is what it's saying from Genesis to Revelation, and all Scripture is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And we're going through the book of Isaiah on Wednesday nights, and what an incredible study that has been. If you've never been through Isaiah, just um, what a blessing. And we've gone through those books of the Old Testament. We've gone through all 66 books of the Bible here in Calvary Chapel Greeley. We're going through the Bible for the second time, and it is profitable. And to, to get the whole revelation of God is so important. So, yes, studying the Old Testament is important, and Jesus said to the religious leaders that you search the Scriptures, and in them you think you have eternal life. But these are they that testify of me. And we see Jesus all over the New Test, uh, Old Testament, we see the prophecies, we see the encouragement, the stories, so much application to be made. So you don't want to miss out on that. And I believe a lot of Christians do. They they ignore so much of the Old Testament, and they miss out on the richness uh, that is there and the truths that are there and the principles that are there. So we want to make sure that we are taking in all of God's Word um, from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, and uh, to get the whole um Word of God given to us. Well, phone calls are coming in, so let's go ahead. Let's go to Brooke in Greeley. Brooke? Brooke, are you with us? Brooke in Greeley. Um, did Jesus, as a child, have a time of not knowing what was coming? Um, and um, has a question about the crucifixion. So, Brooke, uh, sorry you dropped. Um, but if you can call back, love to talk to you about those things. Let's go to Ziana from Denver. Ziana? Ziana, am I saying that right? Ziana? Okay, line one, Ziana. Are you there? Hello? I thought I heard some. Is this Ziana? Am I saying that right? You're on Calvary Live. Hello? Hello, Zianna. Somehow we're not connecting. All right, Zianna. For, can are you, hear you me? able to? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Um. Well, I can't hear you over my phone. Sorry, it was confusing. I can only hear you on the radio. 
Okay, Zianna, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes. Am I saying your name right, Zianna? It's Zianya. Zianya, okay, thank you. You got a question for me? Yeah, it's about baptism. Um, I was baptized when I was nine. And okay. when I was a child, and I did it out of my own choice when I was little, and now okay. I'm trying to regain my faith back, and I don't think it's necessary for me to be baptized again, but I'm not very clear on that. Okay. You you broke up a little bit, but I think I got the gist of your question. You got baptized when you were nine, you did it from your own choice, and, and you're... you're renewing your faith in the Lord, um, and you don't feel like you need to be baptized again. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but I just wanted to get clarification on that, if I'm okay. right or if I'm wrong. Yeah, let's, let's talk about baptism for a minute. Baptism is identifying with Jesus. Of course, we see in the Scriptures that baptism is a declaration that I am a believer. Um, we don't, you know, be baptized in order to be saved, we're baptized to declare that we are saved. So baptism is an important step in a believer's life. Um, it is uh, a declaration that I identify with Jesus. I walk in his newness of life going under the waters. is symbolic that the old man, the old woman is dead. My sins are buried. Um, and then coming out of the water that I now have been washed by the uh, blood of Jesus in this newness of life. Romans chapter 6 talks about that. But if you feel like you, you did, when you are a child, you understood baptism, that you stepped out into the waters and you were baptized in that declaration, um, if you don't uh, sense that you need to be baptized again, that's okay. You, you don't need to be. Um, some people will... Um, get baptized as a child, and they didn't understand why they got baptized. Maybe they got baptized as an infant. Maybe they were told to get baptized, and then they truly came to faith, and they decided to get baptized again, and we encourage them to do that. But if you uh, feel like you you know, you know, did that, you understood it, uh, it's not necessary for you to be baptized again. Okay? okay? Thank you. Mm-hmm. And just keep in mind what baptism is about. It's that public declaration that I follow Jesus and I love him. And there have been some people that have fallen away. They they walked away from the Lord for a while, and they came back and, and renewed their faith in him. And they they just wanted to really make that declaration once again, and I think that's fine. Um, but um, baptism is just identifying with Jesus and that outward action of what has taken place inwardly in our hearts. Okay? Uh-huh. Thanks for calling, Zianya. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Hey, let's go back to Brooke. I think Brooke's on line three. Brooke, are you there? Yes, sir. Brooke? Can you hear me? Is it? Yeah. How are you? Yeah, okay. Good. How are you, Jeff? I'm good. You got a question good. for me? Yes, sir. Um, did uh, Jesus, when he was a child, did he have some some years of complete innocence in that he did not know about what he was in for later in life, you know, and was able to just be a a young child and play and be silly and 
And then of course, I know we, we know yeah. when he was on the steps and about his father's business, but before that was, right. he, was he able to just play around and be a kid? Yeah. And, and that's a good question because, um, here he is, as you mentioned, made reference to it in Luke chapter, uh, two, that there he is in the, um, temple at the age of 12 and he's reasoning with the religious leaders and then when the his parents, you know, or Mary and his stepfather uh, found him, he said, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? And they didn't understand it. But it goes on to say that in the end of the chapter that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor and with God and men. How much did he fully understand before that time and when he was little? Um, I don't know. Um, but at the age of 12, he he understood it. So that's a good question. The Bible doesn't talk a whole lot about Jesus' childhood. Uh, there are some people that believe that, you know, even some records that Jesus was kind of showing off to his friends and working miracles and all of this. He was just an ordinary, um, he didn't work miracles. Uh, he, he was an extraordinary kid. He never sinned, but he wasn't performing all these miracles and showing off to his friends because the first miracle that he performed, we know from John chapter 2, was at the wedding feast in Canaan. So I imagine that he grew up in his father's shop, his father who was a carpenter, and he was, you know, like you said, maybe perhaps just being um, a normal Jewish little boy in a little village. How much he understood, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I like to think that he had had some time there as a child, not knowing any of that, you know, because that's such uh, serious business. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, another really quick question: There was some the the Romans at his crucifixion. The one that uh, speared him in the side is that the same same soldier that that uh, admitted that said, said that he this must be the Messiah, or do we know that? Well, we don't know that. We know that there was a number of soldiers that were there right at the foot of the cross because they were casting lots uh, for the clothing of Jesus, and the big prize was his outer robe. Um, They didn't want to tear it. It was seamless, which is interesting, Brooke, because when you go to the Old Testament, when it talks about the high priest's garment, that their outer garment was made without any seam. And so I think it was perhaps an outer garment that his mother... Mary had made for him and woven for him, and so they were casting lots. So we know that there was a number of soldiers. Now the centurion was uh, the one who said that truly this is the Son of God. Um, He, usually the centurion, would oversee a hundred soldiers, you know, is what a centurion did. So uh, whether he's the one that thrust the spear up into the chest cavity of Jesus, it doesn't say or he could have just been overseeing those other soldiers that were there. Um, they were highly trained in, um, you know, this process of execution of crucifixion, which was awful. But it very well could have been one of the other soldiers. But there's no connection there that we know of in the Gospels, except that the centurion was there, seeing these events happening, absolutely amazing, awesome. And um, and he just came to realize that, that this is the Son of God. And he, you know what's interesting, Brooke, is centurions are mentioned four times in the Scriptures, and each time they're always mentioned in a positive light. Do you know that? 
Yes. I know of one other yeah. one other occasion anyway. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Always in a positive light. The centurion that came to Jesus asked for a servant to be healed. Cornelius in the book of Acts was the centurion that, you know, the the gospel came and um it was presented by Peter and fell upon them. And then the centurion that befriended Paul at the end of the book of Acts. So they're always mentioned in a positive light. I find that interesting. So Yeah, it is. Okay, okay we great. got about well, thank, a minute thanks, left. Guys. So all right, thanks, Brooke. Appreciate you calling. Yeah. God bless. Bye. Hey, hey, sorry we're not able to get to everybody. We're just about ready to end the show here. But um appreciate you calling in. Hope we can see you um uh, next time and get all your calls and your questions. And we've had a great time here. Um, a lot of prayer for, for family, for children. And uh, so um, we always want to, I just want to encourage you and take a minute before we end, always be praying. There's always hope when we go to the Lord in prayer. And don't stop praying for your children, for your grandchildren, for God to work. He loves you. He cares for you. He cares for your children, for your grandchildren. Keep lifting them up in prayer. And that's something that, you know, having four grown kids that the Lord has really pressed upon my heart and my wife's heart that continue to just always lift up our kids to the throne of grace. So God bless you. Thank you, everybody, for calling in and being part of the show. May you have a wonderful evening. The Lord loves you. We'll talk to you next time. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.